What's up, friends, flyers, flight crews, whoever's listening? I just want to preface this podcast by saying that I am in no shape or form angry or dislike the city of Charlotte, North Carolina in itself, okay? What I'll be talking about in this podcast is my disdain for the Charlotte Douglas International Airport. That's right. You heard me. I said I hate that airport. CLT is a thorn in my side. I hate it with every fiber of my being. It is a pain in my ass. Charlotte sucks Don't forget that I'm talking about the airport folks, not the city of Charlotte. Three on your Thursday and this morning, we are on your side. Well, the warning from officials at Charlotte Douglas International Airport, if you are flying out, you'll need to get to the airport early. That's right. They say starting today and through Monday, they are expecting a large number of travelers. Liliana Pearson is live at the airport this morning with all of the information you need to know. Nobody likes to hear this, Liliana. They absolutely do not, Kristen. And not only is the airport expecting more flyers, they are actually expecting pre-pandemic numbers. And I'll tell you what, I've been reporting here in Charlotte for almost two years now. This is the busiest I have ever seen the airport at six in the morning right now. Yeah, you heard her, folks. Busy, busy, busy. And that is one of the reasons why I cannot stand that airport. It's because the traffic through Charlotte Douglas International is outrageous at times. I don't know how I even walk through that airport. Let me tell you. Do you know, like, I've been through about two or three fights on the Escalon. And if you don't know what the Escalon is, a.k.a. the moving sidewalk. And that'll be an upcoming blog. How to use the moving sidewalk. The rules of the moving sidewalk. Don't get me started on that rant. But anyways, yes. I've gotten into almost three fights with passengers on the moving sidewalk because that airport is just wall to wall with people. It can be too much, too much, way too much. Number one, it's a hub for the largest airline in the world, American Airlines. So that in itself is going to bring in a crap load of people flowing in and out of their airport. Now, Charlotte's always been a pain in my ass, but when it was under U.S. Airways, that was one thing. But when U.S. Airways merged with American Airlines, oh my goodness, it went from crazy to hella crazy. Okay? Hella crazy. It's too much, and at least they've had actually gotten off their ass and expanded uh, Concourse E and made it a little bit more made it more spacious so you can move around a little bit more and, and it accommodates more people and accommodates all these flights that they're trying to get people on all these routes they're trying to get people to that's great but it's so crazy at that airport and I don't even see 
I used to see Charlotte Douglas Airport Police, which made me feel better. Let me tell you, Miss Regina loves some airport police. As a flight attendant, they are my best friends. And I like the Charlotte Douglas International Police. I like them a lot. They were always cool with me. But I don't see them anymore, which I find strange since the traffic has increased since the um, U.S. Airways and American Airlines merger. I see the Charlotte Douglas International Police less and less. I haven't seen them in a while. Now, mind you, um, I'm based in the Northeast, and I don't see them as much. But I do fly through Charlotte from time to time, and I just don't see their presence. Now, they added, they extended Concourse D and added, um, they also added a Bojangles and Potbelly Pig, whatever it's called. It's a sandwich shop. Actually, it's pretty good. And there's a big bar in the middle of that part of Concourse D, which can play some loud and very obnoxious music, and they need to turn the volume down seriously. But what I find strange in the expansion of Concourse E, they actually placed a, not an arcade, um, a gamer room, which I find strange. Do you know how addictive that stuff is for people? Why would you put a gamer, gamer room, which is fairly decent size, in an airport? Because I know some idiot is going to get on there, start gaming away, and miss his flight if it already hasn't happened. I'm sure it has. But yeah, that's interesting. Hey there, ladies and gents, the seatbelt sign is back on. And hey, folks, uh, so the rest of this podcast is coming from an international airport in the Northeast, which will be nameless at this time. I bounced out of my hotel room, so now I'm here. Another interesting thing about Charlotte, not interesting, but another thing to note about Charlotte, in the recent past, or not so recent past, the gate agents in Charlotte, at least in Concourse E, were quite nasty. Not all, but I would say at least 50% of them. And what I've noticed lately, that they've gotten much better. Now, I do understand some of this grumpiness, and that could come from just being at an airport like Charlotte, which is, has masses of people just running through the airport craziness. And there are people. People will get on your nerves. People will be impatient. People will be rude. They're Americans. What can I say? So I understand where some of it has come from, but it seems to have gotten better. Even in the other concourses, like over at A, B, or C in Charlotte, which I do encounter from time to time because as flight crew, we deadhead a lot. And if you don't know what deadheading is, that means uh, the company needs to get the flight crew from point A to B on company business, whether they need to get them from A to B to end their day after um, flying a couple around trips or so, or they need to start their day somewhere else. So maybe I had an overnight in Rochester, New York, but my actual flying day starts in Charlotte, so I'll deadhead from Rochester to Charlotte, which means I'll be sitting in the back of the cabin with passengers in my uniform as a passenger on company business. And then once I get to Charlotte, then I can start my day and do my round trip to Tri-Cities or Greenville, Spartanburg or wherever. So that's the hidden in a nutshell. 
And no, I do not want to talk to you when I'm deadheading on a flight. It is very rare. I deal with people, and a lot of times I just want some silence. I want my to watch my Netflix and chill. Well, no, I don't want to chill on a flight, excuse me. I just want Netflix and take a nap. Which we shouldn't be taking a nap while we're deadheading. Because technically we are on duty. But occasionally I don't mind having a, a good conversation with someone that I find interesting. But for the most part, me personally speaking, with my personality, I don't want to chit chat. Now there are some pilots and flight attendants out there that like to yak it up like the rest of you. So hey, have at it if they're open to the conversation. Just remember, some of us may be tired. We may have ended our day in the deadhead, and that's our last flight. And we just want to go to the hotel, eat, watch Netflix. Some of them might be watching porn. I don't know. And then go to sleep. That's just how it is. I do have some news for you. Okay, so this news is coming from the Washington Post in the business section. And the CDC drops traveler health notices for individual countries. This is by the Associated Press, dated October 3rd, 2022, and was put out at 8.32 p.m. Eastern. So the federal government is scrapping another of its responses to the pandemic. On Monday, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention dropped its country-by-country COVID-19 travel health notices that it began issuing earlier in the pandemic. The reason? Fewer countries are testing for the virus or reporting the number of COVID-19 cases. That limits the CDC's ability to calculate travelers' risk, according to the agency. CDC spokesman Kristen Norland said the agency will only post a travel notice for an individual country if a situation, such as a troubling new variant of the virus, changes CDC travel recommendations for that country. The CDC still recommends that travelers remain up-to-date on vaccines and follow recommendations found on its international travel page. That page divides countries into three categories. Practice usual precautions, enhance precautions, or avoid non-essential travel. Restrictions such as testing and quarantine requirements greatly slowed international travel earlier in the pandemic but many countries eventually lifted those rules for fully vaccinated and boosted people to increase tourism. In early 2020, before vaccines were available, the United States barred people who had recently been in any of more than three dozen countries. In 2021, the United States instead began requiring people to test negative for COVID-19 shortly before boarding planes to the U.S. That rule two was eventually dropped. End of article. This is uh, by usnews.com. On October 4th, 2022, this was released at 3.38 p.m. Airlines will be required to give flight attendants at least 10 hours of off-duty between shifts. One more hour than currently under a rule announced Tuesday by the Federal Aviation Administration. Acting FAA Administrator Billy Nolan said that the extra hour rest would contribute to safety. The rule goes into effect in 30 days and airlines have up to 90 days to comply. Congress directed the FAA in 2018 to increase the rest requirement for flight attendants and eliminate a provision that lets crews work with less rest under some circumstances. 
It took us way too long, but we're finally here, Nolan said at news conference at Reagan Washington National Airport, where he was flanked by more than a dozen flight attendants. Current federal rules allow flight attendants to work up to 14 hours in a day and get nine hours of rest between shifts. The Association of Flight Attendants has fought for years for a longer break between shifts. The union thought it had prevailed four years ago when Congress voted by large margins to require more rest. The union's president, Sarah Nelson, appeared with Nolan at the news conference and accused the Trump administration of attempting to kill the expansion through regulatory foot dragging. Isn't that interesting? So I, that's where the article, that's, well, this is where I'm going to end the article. It's a longer article, so if you want to read it at your leisure, I'm going to leave the link in the description and you can check it out for yourself. And thanks for uh, tolerating that airline news. Some of it might be interesting to some of you. Some of it might be boring. I don't know. I just feel I need to inform you about those things since it comes to travel and the pandemonium and things we have to deal with when it comes to the CDC or the FAA or Homeland Security, those things you need to know about. Now I'm coming to you from inside my closet because I have it set up like a studio when I want to. And um, I just posted a new blog today. It's titled, A Few Passengers Worry Me. And basically... It's about some of the few passengers that I've had on board that they feel open enough to talk to me because, you know, I'm a stranger and things that they may not or may be embarrassed to say to their family or friends or coworkers, they don't know me. I'm just the maid on the plane or the waitress on the plane. And they're like, they'll open up to me about stuff that they wouldn't open up to to anyone else because they figure they're never going to see me again. They don't know me. They feel comfortable. Um, but this new blog is about um, one of those passengers that was on board. Um, I was coming out of the Midwest. We were going over back to the Northeast so she could connect. She was going to, I believe, somewhere in Africa. I didn't actually mention that in the blog. <laughs> but yes, she was going, I want to say Kenya. Is it Nairobi, Kenya? But yeah, I want to say it was Kenya. She was going to Kenya. She was involved in a I probably should have added this to the blog. I don't know why the hell I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't. I kept the blog. I kept it very vague. But anyway, yes, she was going to Nairobi, Kenya because she was in this Facebook group. Um, now, mind you, this was probably, I want to say at least. Here we go. At least, um, I want to say five years ago. I know we had the needle jet by then. And it's now 2022. So, yeah, about five years ago, maybe four years ago. And she was telling me about this Facebook group she was a part of. I can't remember how long she's been a part of this Facebook group. But they were planning a trip, a group trip to Kenya. Nairobi, Kenya, in Africa. And But the thing with this group is she told me she only knew the group from Facebook. She never met these people before, ever. In person, I'm not for sure if they even got as close to making phone calls or any type of FaceTime or video chat at all. So from what I remember, I remember feeling uneasy as she's telling me this story and worrying about this person. And I don't know her, but she was very, very nice. Very sweet lady. I think to the point where 
she could be taken advantage of. So I told her, I said, does any of your family or friends know that you're going over to Africa, going to Kenya? And she's like, well, no, I didn't tell anybody. I was like, no. I said, let me tell you, I've been to Europe, I've been to Mexico. And if you're going to travel like that internationally, I said, you're an American. Make sure you list yourself on travelstate.gov. I said, I have a rule of three. I tell my mom, I tell my dad, they're not together, so they live in separate states. And I tell like a third friend. I let them know where I'm going, and I send to their email an itinerary of where I'm staying so they know where I'm at. And sometimes I try to uh, scope out when I get to the place where the U.S. Embassy is. So... I was like, look, I said, promise me when you get to Philly, because she told me she had like a three-hour layover or something like that. I said, just talk to three people that you know that you're close to, even if you're not close to your mom or dad or whoever. I was like, at least a brother, sister, somebody. I said, the rule of three, talk to them, let them know what you're doing, where you're going, and email them your itinerary so they know where you're supposed to be staying. You know, I said, I find it so strange that you've never met these people in person or even like a phone call. So she had me really worried. Um, I hope that lady was okay. It's been, what, five years, four or five years? And I still think about her every now and again. But yes, go on to my blog at myneedlejet.com. Check it out. <laughs>